Hello, good morning. Hope you're doing well. Hope your week's off to a good start, and hope it's off to a good start because we are going into a two-week masterclass starting Monday into Octagon Three, and I can't wait for it. So hopefully you're all pumped for it. We're all going to go into summer, sharpen the mind, sharpen the body, right? But what I want to bring up today is that I've been rereading Epictetus's Discourses, one of my favourite books on philosophy. It's not that wanky philosophy you get as well. Epictetus actually makes jokes of that in his book. It's just a series of his lecture, his chats with with kind of posh Roman students back in the day. And he's like, "What?" Well, he's like, "Go on, and all of you, go and talk about your favorite philosophers and favorite books and favorite quotes. You know, or you can go and go and quabble over there. Ooh, I've read this, and ooh, I read that. Ooh, I've read this." He goes, "What use is that? What use is that when you're on a shipwreck and you're about to?" You know, and you're going to panic. What use are your book snippets then? You know, and that's really the crux of his philosophy. It's like, what are you doing with this stuff? What are you actually doing with this stuff? What are you doing with these podcasts? Are you just listening to them and going, yeah, sounds about right. Sounds right. Yeah, and then do we take zero action that day? Like, is that what you're doing with these podcasts? They make you feel a bit better because you, like, you listen to them, you've done something. If you're not taking action on the back of these podcasts, what's the point, really? I mean, I suppose you can dye the mind with some viewpoints and when the time comes you can use it but you sh- you can only act now you can plan to act in the future but you can only do the action now right so that's the main thing but one of the things i want to bring up is that epictetus uh says that if you desire only things that are fully in your control such as a clear mind and strong reasoning skills or try in so I will try to walk, that's in my control. I might walk down the stairs and break my ankle, but I still try to walk. Then you'll always be free. No one else can control those things, therefore no one else can truly be your master. If your only thing you can the only if the only thing you desire is to have clear, concise, voluntary actions day to day towards your goals or towards the person you want to be, right? That desire to try and do that, nothing else, whatever happens, if you do it and you become you're a legend, you get a promotion, you become a good person, great. But you don't have a control over outside events, right? So he's trying to bring it all back down to if you can just control your voluntary actions and make them, you know, you try your best every day on those voluntary actions. I wake up, I go around, today I'm going to try my best to write a bit of good work. Today I'm going to try my best at my workout. Today I'm going to try my best and walk 8,000 steps. Today I'm going to try my best and be sure I'm eating moderately and I track it, right? The results from those things are not in your control. Like the fat loss, of course, we can predict it over time, but it's not exactly under your control. The work, the results from the work you're doing in your job isn't directly in your control, right? You could write the best email, the best work project, whatever, but the end result isn't in your control. And he and he, he talks about this in the in the in the lectures he talks about when he's advising like this Roman guy and he's like you know it's a singer I think it was or a musician he's like look you are anxiety ridden because you are worried about the crowd think but you have no control over the crowd the only thing you can do is play your best the crowd's reaction is none of your concern in a sense it might be great might be bad whatever it may be, did you try your best, did you get through what your job was, which was that, right? And as a modern example in some of these books, annotations, and it says, um, consider an employee working a full-time job that he he or she dislikes. As long as he or she wants to pay, wants that paycheck, 
that the job provides, the superiors in the company can control what they do, right? Because they control the paycheck. They could fire them. They could fire that person. Um, but if they give up their fear of losing the paycheck, then they're free to speak their mind and act as they see it rightly and fit, right? Might even create a positive change in the company. It might make the job more enjoyable. You know, we're too scared to speak our mind because, oh, I've got a paycheck there or this and that. You're not free to act in your best in, in, in your best way. And think about how food does that to us. You know, you are so scared of that, of not, of this new lifestyle not working. You know, you're just so scared. Maybe you don't want to lose weight. You've tried everything before. You're too scared to let go of what you've accumulated over your life about what you think is right about dieting, what you think is right about fat loss, that you've been a slimming world for 10 years. You're too scared of the sins. You can't let go. You're still trapped by these things because you think that eating them will make you fat, will make you put weight on. So they are, you are, they are your master. Still, and that's, this is what we talk about trying to rid of diet culture shackles. You know, they've, they're still on us. They still trap us. And because we're scared of what they've told us would happen if we disobey them, essentially, we are still ruled by them. They are your paycheck you're scared to lose. And actually, the moment you stop caring about them, about what they've told you, about the shackles, you've already got the key to unlock the shackles. It's already there. Right, that's the kind of way to look at this. And there's this kind of control versus acceptance approach as well. So Epictetus says that true freedom comes from disregarding anything that's not in your control and thereby keeping control over your thoughts and feelings. That's quite difficult because sometimes your thoughts are random and your feelings can come and go. Um, in a book, Radical Acceptance, take a different view. In this, they say you can't always control what you think and feel, which is true, but you can make sure your thoughts and feelings don't control you. Now, that's a nice thing to look at. I might get some crazy thoughts, we all get crazy thoughts, we might all get those weird feelings, right? They might come, but you can do something about them afterwards. You don't have to be a slave to those things. You can have a bad feeling, you can sometimes feel down for half an hour for no reason, you don't know why, and that's fine. You don't let that turn into a day. You can sometimes feel demotivated, you can sometimes feel sad, you can sometimes feel like sluggish, you can sometimes look at yourself and go, I feel I feel terrible, you know, and, the, and these are kind of automatic, right? So it's what we do afterwards. And I think um, if our desires are to just do our best day to day and let, let go of everything else, how freeing is that? Think about it. Think about that just for a second. I think that's very freeing to be like, if the only thing I desire is if I do my best when the time comes, which is now, on my day-to-day -day things, keep a cool head, everything else in my life will fall into place. Whatever talents I've got, whatever jobs I'm doing, whatever I've got in my life in front of me and I do my best at that, things will, things will improve. But who cares if it's a slow improvement or if the breakthrough comes now or the breakthrough comes six months later. That's not in your control, man. Let go of it. Stop being, stop being stuck to numbers. Stop being stuck to old ways of thinking. You're always in control of your of your voluntary actions, and I think that's what I want you to. That's what I want you to leave with today. Um, actually, what I want you to leave with is just reminding myself of a great book called uh, "How to Stop Worrying and Start Living" by Dale Carnegie. 
And in that uh, book, he explains like, you should plan for the worst, right? So say now you've got something coming up. Octagon, two week challenge, work. You'd write down, right, what is the worst thing that can happen here? What's the absolute worst thing that can happen? Write that down, right? And then you go, right, what's the next thing I have to do, right, to deal with that? What I have to do if that happened? You go, right, well, God, if that's that worst thing happened, well, I've only got this option. Now you think, right, what can you do? What plan can you come up with to deal better or make that worst case scenario a little less worse? Right? You go, right, well, I'll do this and that. And by doing this, you are dealing with reality for one and you're bringing some options into the table so you feel like you're pre-planning. And this is what you need to do for weekends and when you eat out and stuff like that. Stop living in la-la land. Yeah, I'll eat out, but I won't eat much. Liar. Yeah, I'll go out to have a few drinks. I won't drink much. Lie up. <laughs> right, why do we do it? Just accept it. All right, the worst case scenario is likely going to happen. I'm going to get wrecked. The worst case scenario is going to happen. I'm likely going to have a starter main and drinks and a dessert, right? Why don't we start from there? Why don't we start from the facts? We start from the facts. We can actually do something about it, such as Thursday's coming up. I got a dinner out. Let me put the auto adjuster on and maybe I should eat a bit less in the first few days of the week. Give myself more of an allowance. So when it comes, I likely will have that dessert. I likely will say yes to that bottle, but glass of wine. Yes, I probably will have a starter because there'll be something that's stunning. You know, that's how we should be looking at stuff. And if you don't, and if, if you don't pick, don't have the wine or you don't have the dessert, then happy days. You know, it's not the worst case scenario. Do you know what I mean? You've improved on it. But let's start from the truth, which is usually what we like to avoid, or what we like to think isn't going to happen. Right, so I have a think about that today. Um, but let's bring it back. If I, if you were talking to Epictetus now in his lecture, he would be saying to you, shut up about your books. Shut up about everything you're listening to. What are you actually doing today? Don't talk to me about this quote and that quote and this philosophy and that philosophy. Embody the philosophy today. That's the only thing that matters. I don't want you all to be like, oh yeah, Scott said, ah, that's quite a good thing. You know, Rather you'd be like, yeah, every day I woke up, I had a listen, reminding me I can only take action today. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to go off this podcast right now, and you're going to do the same. And you're going to say to yourself, why am I delaying getting back into things? Why am I delaying improving my health? Why am I delaying experimenting like a scientist in my own body to understand it better? Why am I delaying all of these things? Because I'll do the same thing over and over and over, then I'll kick myself down the line and go, why, why, why didn't I do it? But the power is yours right now. So it's up to you if you want to take it or not. I suggest you do. And then I will uh, see you back here tomorrow.